0: And we're back live on your number one sports podcast, All Things Sports. I'm your co-host, Small Town EP, joined by your host. See you soon, June, better known as Wade Julian. He's an NYC, I'm an ATL, and four more NFL teams have just arrived in Cancun for their off-season vacations. But before we get into any of that, we do got some breaking headlines. June, take it away.
1: Hey man, um, right now we got Titans making a hire. So this is, um, this is, times are changing in the AFC South. I'm, and this is in real time. I want everybody to know that the AFC South has definitely been one of the weaker divisions of the NFL. And when I say weaker, obviously, you know, it's, it's a tough league, but um, there's got to be, there's got to be a power ranking. And so the hires of coaching from the Doug Peterson in Jacksonville all the way up to the D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen's in, uh, Indianapolis, the new, you know, general manager, Chris Ballard comes in 2017. And, uh, we see roster improvements in Indianapolis in Tennessee, you know, Mike Vrabel got hired in 2018 and took that team to the AFC divisional, um, AFC championship, actually, I believe versus the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the divisional, but, uh, you know, two winning seasons, they're coming off a back-to-back losing season, so they make the change at head coach there. And right now, they are in talks trying to finalize a deal with Brian Callahan, who was the Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator uh, for the last few years, and, and obviously a big part of Cincinnati's offense. And so for Tennessee, you know, drafting Will Levis in the second round, understanding where their division is quarterback-wise, right? Coaching, it's 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 one of these highly offensive-minded um, coaches, and D'Amico Ryan's being the exception, but having a great offensive coordinator down in Houston to be able to drop those plays. Um, Brian Callahan is going to come in and 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 make some noise in Tennessee, and I say that as a Colts fan, obviously, but just, you know, hearing this report, if you're going to replace Mike Vrabel, this is a, this is a good way to go. I mean, so in five seasons, he led them to two AFC North division championships and a super bowl appearance with having like top 10 offenses, um, and words from coach Zach Taylor. He, he says he establishes the whole structure of the offense. He has helped develop every position we have. He's invaluable. There's really not enough things I can say about him. But that being said, I quoted that because Coach Zach Taylor is telling us, listen, guys, we just let a good one go. And obviously, with with respect, with love, and you have to do that, that's the nature of the business. But the Bengals had struggles this season with Joe Burrow. And, you know, it's gonna be interesting what's to come with with the loss of Brian Callahan, who also was a quarter, was an offensive uh, assistant, if I'm not mistaken, or a quarterbacks coach in Denver in 2013 to 2015 when they won that Super Bowl and went on those runs with Peyton Manning. So, well experienced guy, and um, it's going to be exciting for Titans fans to to see what he can do with a young quarterback and uh, some talent on that offense. So, that's one thing. And then uh, the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, promoted. Dan Morgan. So shout out to Dan Morgan from the University of Miami uh, to GM. So they got a new GM in town. Dave Tepper uh, felt like he was the guy for the job. Uh, Dan Morgan was the assistant general manager under Scott Fritner, who was fired. And uh, as far as what I know about Dan Morgan is that he's a winner, you know, and he's a leader. And he also – coming from the University of Miami in that, you know, early 2000s era, that was culture, that was, you know, brotherhood and and knowing what a locker room is supposed to look and feel like. So I think that him having that, you know, number one voice, hopefully, obviously we know owner Dan Tepper and and his ways, but if he's going to let Dan Morgan really do Dave Tepper, but Dan Morgan do what he has to do and turn things around with a, you know, second year quarterback coming in and a lot of problems that they have to figure out and host Phil. I mean, Dan, Dan seems like a guy for the job. So I'm not, I was never too familiar with, you know, his GM front office kind of ways. So we'll get to see more of that as he becomes not only the assistant, but the actual GM. But um, I definitely know who he is character wise and, and what that does
0: for a locker room and org- organization, I should say. I have some, and I love that. Appreciate you getting those, you know, breaking news points off. It's not going to be a crazy long show. We're going to recap the division. Uh, the chat's going to get jumping in a second. But today is the 18-year anniversary. One, well, 18 year anniversary of Kobe scoring 81. So RIP Bean. Um, I'm looking at the group chat, and I'm seeing some things. and I had to go verify it. But definitely, Joel Embiid scored 70 points tonight. And a one thirty three to one twenty three win over the San Antonio Spurs. He was twenty four from forty one from the field, uh, one for two from three. Twenty one from uh, twenty one out of twenty three free throws were made. Uh, Eighteen rebounds. Joel and B was going crazy. Carl Anthony Towns has fifty points through the third quarter right now. Fifty, I think it's like fifty three right now through the third quarter. The spirit of Kobe Bryant. Is flowing through these all-stars veins right now. Um, so one RP Kobe, appreciate everything that you did for the sport. Um, and and it's beautiful to see these 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 players, you know, carrying that torch and uh, and moving. Yo, 70 points? Fit hold on, fifty-three points through the third quarter is actually a little crazier than the seventy points in the game because you're on pace for like eighty points right now.
1: And um, embiid, embiid had fifty-six through the third.
0: Damn, yo, that's crazy! Yeah, you gotta. At, at some point, you gotta. You gotta slow down a little bit. But beautiful day in the NBA. Beautiful day in the NBA. Um, I got some tickets that I'm still. I'm still. You know, they're still in the works right now. Still cashing. I did catch the two yeah. NBA plays. I'm waiting on two hockey plays and uh three college basketball plays. But neither here nor there. What you got, June? So, since we're on that, you know,
1: RIP Kobe. 81 points. We'll never forget it. It was January 22nd. 2006, obviously, uh, 18 years ago, like you said. Since then, now with Joel Embiid having scored 70 tonight, there have been three other players to score 70 points or more. Can you tell me the last three players, E.P., off the top of your head,
0: who those guys were? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't want to take too much of the listeners' time. I do believe that it happened once last season, if I'm not mistaken. yep uh, nah, but you got me you got me on the player. I know okay. it definitely it happened, happened last twice
1: season. last season. okay. It happened in February on the twenty sixth and it was Dame Lillard. and it happened January second last year, and it was Donovan Mitchell. The other one was on march twenty fourth twenty seventeen. Two years into his young career, Devin Booker went for 50 in a blowout loss. Oh, how could I forget? 70 in a blowout loss. They almost lost by 50 to the damn Celtics that day. I remember that. So um, I just wanted to kind of
0: see if we get some trivia going in here. But, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Listen, I know I mentioned in the intro, four more teams on their way to Cancun. One of those teams players was not on the flight to cancun he was addressing media today josh allen less than 24 hours after losing a division around once again to the kansas city chiefs this time at orchard park addressed the media today look he had no turnovers in the game yesterday although he almost did if it wasn't for the chiefs trying to pick it up and and score as opposed to just jumping on the ball pause no turnovers yesterday for josh allen June, is this loss on Josh Allen and only Josh Allen? You're, you're still on mute, bud.
1: Still on mute, boy. Not at all. Sorry about that. Not at all. Josh Allen had a really good game. Um, in my opinion, the Chiefs were the better team last night, and it showed. Um, I think that Patrick Mahomes is just the epitome of what that looks like as far as just being good enough, just, you know what I'm saying? Just being able to do it every time, do it, uh, you know, when nobody thinks you can. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were, I guess, everybody thought, you know, the Bills had a better chance this season. The Chiefs aren't the same, whether it was... after they lost to the Lions in opening week, whether it was ten weeks in after we saw how many drop passes these receivers had, after you know Taylor Swift joined the club, whatever the case was, Kansas City stuck through it, figured it out, and rode behind Patrick Mahomes. Right, Travis Kelsey struggled this year. That's Patrick Mahomes' right hand.
0: Right, boom Buncoon, right as they say.
1: <laughs> you know, so um, that's. That's what it is. Josh Allen hasn't been that, you know, for that franchise. And he has until he hasn't. Whether it was making mistakes, whether it was playing good and just not being able to come come away with it at the end. You, As a quarterback, you know, you're going to take blame and you deserve the blame for losses because at the end of the day, when you're in the playoffs, you got to find a way to win as the quarterback. You, if your team can't do it you got to do it and the the really great ones do so it's not something you know to be seen we've seen it before however Josh Allen simply hasn't done that for that franchise and we know the bills man and and how they are able to get really really deep into the playoffs and then just not overcome that that mountaintop um and i i feel bad like i i don't clown i don't like to clown um Like that because it's like, think about it, man. That city and that that quarterback, Josh Allen, he's he's they're they're in their Rockets versus Warriors phase right now, where Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are just too good, and it's unfortunate, you know. Dolphins, Brady, whatever the case is, like, but you gotta beat them. You gotta beat them. And Lamar Jackson, we're gonna you know we'll, we'll talk about this game first, and then. We'll talk about <laughs> that blowout in Houston, that minus nine in Houston, uh, in, in in Baltimore,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, man, this is this is what it looks like. This is this is what it is right now. And and Lamar Jackson has to find a way to
0: figure that out. Yeah, look, I, I, a lot of things contributed to to the Bills losing the game, and. Kansas City was definitely the better team last night. There were at least three instances that we gave them the game. Like Kansas City, and I say we because, of course, you know, listeners do know. If you don't know now, you do know. I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan. We gave them the game a couple of times. That fumble in in the end in in, in the red zone. I, oh my goodness! One, I don't know how you call a jet sweep. Give the fucking ball to Isaiah Pacheco. I don't know how you call a jet sweep to Nicole Hardman. That is crazy. Yeah. Um the not picking up the fumble like just jump on the ball bro stop you know i, I get it look the 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 emotions you want to score you want to make sure you get the points on the board you want to be a defensive player i i understand but you you got to secure you got to secure possession in in that in that instance because i mean you you give Patrick Mahomes any amount of time we've seen this you give him 13 seconds he he going to find a way he's going to find a way um, I will say, the Bills definitely lost the game. The Chiefs were the better team, but the Bills definitely lost the game. Um, I mean, definitely. I mean, all that shoveling snow, volunteering for 20 bucks an hour is crazy when... <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we got to talk about Stephon Diggs, right, and his future in
1: Buffalo because, one... He's checked out. He's checked out, man. I, missing that catch right there, That's that's big time. And... I think we're letting these guys a lot off the hook, man, in in big moments because that catch should be talked about as much as that missed field goal, as much as that missed throw by Josh Allen when he had uh, Shakir, I believe it was, in the end zone. Those were plays right there that the Bills could have won that game. And much like you say, I agree, the Bills lost it. Um, Kansas City, to my point when I first started talking, was that Kansas City was the better team last night. And that's not to say that they didn't make less mistakes. However, they were able to overcome everything that they did and put themselves in position to still win the game at the end, whether they made that field goal or or scored a touchdown Buffalo beam. They still had a minute and a half on the clock with a position for Patrick Mahomes to go on and try something. I'm not, that's hypothetical here nor there chiefs won regardless, but I'm just saying chiefs putting themselves into position to win the game um, and buffalo yeah miscues, cues man miss cues you you have to capitalize on Kansas City not scoring a touchdown or a field goal having to force you to score a touchdown and take the lead back and missing that fumble you know what i'm saying like you have to you have to execute when when you're that, that's the season so you know i know that they always say like we should, we don't we can't just look at the missed field goal and we shouldn't because you know Tyler Bass is an amazing kicker. Tyler Bass will be the starting kicker for the Bills next year and for years to come. Tyler Bass would probably make that field goal next time he tries it. But that's the name of the game. And so right now his name ain't hot. However, he's still a part of that team and a big part of that franchise
0: and um he is not the reason they lost the game. You know what I'm saying? And a big shout out to uh to Spags man, Steve Spagnola. He his game plan I think that you could tell that his game plan was manage Josh Allen, you know, play defense, play sound, play smart. He's going to get some throws off. He's going to, you know, he's going to miss some throws. And if we're lucky, you don't got to be too lucky. But if you're lucky, he's going to give us one back. And that's all we need to do. Just manage the game. So shout out to his game plan that just looked very evident. Um, I mean, it's spags What else can you say? I, it, the defense, uh, you know, hasn't looked this good, and I don't know, I, it hasn't looked this good in the last, you know, four, five, six years. Honestly, not since this Patrick Mahomes run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 Patty, man, six for six. Um, I used to pray for times like this like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie. That's some shit. That's some shit, bro. I'm not gonna lie because as a Heat fan, you know, we we went to the finals two out of three years we went to the eastern conference finals three times out of four years and that though that feels great we're still in that right now we could do it again this year and make it you know keep going but for patrick mahomes to go to the afc championship every time since he started there's no doubt that he is the best player in the nfl and and he shows us why like shout out to Travis Kelsey, though. Like, I wanted to give a shout-out to Travis Kelsey, man, coming through with five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. And that second touchdown, obviously there was great blocking on the outside, but that's just Travis Kelsey finding his way in the end zone. And he's a magnet. Like, I call him I – really, I call Aaron Jones the touchdown magnet. Like, that guy finds his way in the end, in the end zone. He's been doing it since 2017. You know what I'm saying? Like, Patrick uh, – Travis Kelsey – you get in that red zone, bro, and he's just going to find a way to make a play and then score. Like he's not going to just catch it; he's going to score. So um, he made sure to to make his imprint on this game because his name was being called out, and I'm sure that he heard all the noise and how he saw how his brother lost. You know what I'm saying? In a in a in a in a, in a sad fashion, that Eagles team went out. Uh, he didn't want that, you know his girls in the crowd, and hey, everybody hates Taylor Swift now. I, I don't hate it. I think it is annoying. I think they do too much with it. You know, it, it is obviously like, all right, whatever, but
0: big prop again. She's
1: rolling with the winners. And guess what?
0: He's ah, rolling with the winners
1: too. Let's go. She's a winner, much as he's a, more than he's a winner. And he's a winner more than all y'all favorite NFL players. So, like, Hate on, hate on. Swifties and Travis sitting in a tree, whatever they said. And (laughs) I'm with it. However, once we stop talking about this game, the buck stops here because it's Baltimore's to lose. And I want to talk about Baltimore.
0: Thousand percent, thousand percent holding down home field. Hey, that itself was a beautiful game. Um, Obviously, towards the end, it got a little out of hand. CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, I loved, honestly, I wanted to point out their embrace at the end of the game and the respect that Lamar Jackson showed CJ yeah. Stroud when he said, yeah. hey, this is just the beginning for you, bro. Like, you're gonna you gon be there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You go- you- you- you're you gonna yeah. be there. How how much confidence should that give CJ Stroud as a, as- as a young rookie that just made an incredible, unprecedented, you know, Talk about talk about princess runs in the in the dance you know what i mean right. how, how much confidence did that give cj stroud right there
1: i mean listen like cj stroud has all the confidence in the world already i'm dealing with this flickering light again but cj stroud has all the confidence in the world already so for him to have made it this far and then hear it from a guy who's a peer of his who's won an mvp in this league who knows he hasn't gotten there himself, necessarily. He's going to the championship game, though, right? And he knows how hard it is to get to this position at beating Lamar Jackson. So CJ Stroud has to feel proud of himself and has to you know, have gained a ton more confidence from hearing that from a guy like Lamar Jackson. But guess what? I wanted to talk about in the game. We're going to do this light thing real quick. It seems to be that all you see is violence on movies and you know what on TV. But Everybody was saying C.J. Stroud was about to, you know what I'm saying, get jiggy. C.J. Stroud was about to find the end zone like nobody's business. C.J. Stroud was going to do his thing and continue this run. And I'm afraid, E.P., I tried to warn y'all that this this is the best defense. And this is not a fluky defense. This is not the best defense that comes to play week in and week out sometimes or comes to play if it's a good team. No, this defense comes to play week in and week Facts. out. No matter who it is, you're not gonna kill them. You know, it's gonna be a tough game. You can beat this team, you can beat the Ravens. I'm not saying you can't beat the Ravens, but this defense ain't gonna be the reason that they lose a game. And so 34-10. I remember again, I'm gonna bring up that minus nine because that was the number.
0: And facts. And I said that I said they would cover it before Green Bay covered it and it happened the other way around. Facts.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so like I I I didn't feel that th- this was gonna be the outcome, you know. 24 point game I didn't see that I saw a two score game though because it gets to a point when it's late and there and there's such a tough defense especially when that offense is cooking it, it just gets too it, it gets to be too much to handle so CJ Stroud for one had no time and I want to acknowledge that I'm not here saying ah CJ Stroud couldn't do it CJ Stroud had a great game for what he could do. For the event, you know, ability that he had to make plays, he made the ones he could. And um, unfortunately, the offense had nothing for and nothing no offensive line help. Uh, we gotta talk about penalties. We're talking about delay a game, we're talking about false starts. They had about seven penalties in the third quarter for 60, 70 yards. You you can't win against one of the, the NFL's best team with those mistakes you're shooting yourself in the foot you got to be able to get some you got to make them shoot themselves in the foot for you to have a better chance to win this game you got to be able to you know what i'm saying uh uh like impose their will and that didn't happen so unfortunately cj stroud the ride is over you must exit left and um, understand <laughs> that anthony richardson will see an AFC championship game before CJ Stroud will. And just remember that. Anthony Richardson will see an AFC wow. championship. Game will. Um, I've got nothing more nothing more to say as far as that game. I'm ready for Baltimore hosting Kansas City in Patrick Mahomes' second road game in his playoff career in which he has excelled every single time. And guess what? I've told you all along, I don't put my money against Patrick Mahomes. I don't bet against Mahomes. It's not the smart thing to do. I'm not putting no money on this game, but I am riding with Baltimore, and I am telling you guys that I that I truly, truly believe they will be victorious when that time comes. However, it, it's, it's tough for me to think about it and feel great about it because Patrick Mahomes really, really has a chokehold on this league. So, E.P., I want your thoughts on you know just kind of early thoughts 7th straight what is it 6th straight AFC championship game 6 it's a, it's, a, it's the first one on the road i mean the stakes are so high the you know you guys aren't not supposed to be here i wouldn't say that but it's a little surprising that you guys made it this far again right just once again and um Baltimore, man, they're 13 and 4. Best team in the league. Embarrassed the 49ers on Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Did the Dolphins didn't even worse after
0: that? Waste, I mean, man.
1: This team is for real. EP, what what are we feeling over there? What do we feel? What's the vibe?
0: Ooh. First off, isn't it beautiful that, you know, we've never been on the road, never been on the road. We'll just go ahead and check that off the list. Play road win on in the playoffs, right? Uh I'll say this before yesterday's game: with Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are thirty-eight and eleven on the road. Now we're thirty-nine and eleven on the road. So we got to play our football. We got to play our game. As long as we play our game, I think the outcome will be favorable. Personally, uh, it's it's hard again. I it's hard for me to kind of. Put that into words because at the end of the day, as I mentioned before, I'm obviously a Broward County native, South Florida native, and and you know the South Florida Ravens, as we call them in our group chat. You know, I I don't want to root against the home team, but this Chief shit runs in my blood, damn near at this point. So, like I said, I think if we play our game and we don't feed it, we don't feed into all this hype. Like I didn't like the post game. You know, like after Bills, when, you know, they, uh, Andy Reid mentioned, hey, no dancing, no dancing. Like, you mean you don't even have to do all that, bro. Like, we're Kansas City, bro. Like, we don't have to do all that. Just do that. How about them Chiefs and keep it moving because we got next week coming up. And biggest game of, of Patrick's career at this point because arguably bigger than the Super Bowls. This is, granted, he doesn't have anything left to prove at this point, but he has some things to accomplish still. Um, yeah. we just, we just got to play our game and I think the outcome will be favorable. It's going to be tough. It's going to be on the road. It's going to be in Baltimore. It, it's not gonna. It's not, I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park. You know what I mean? Um, them, 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 flock boys, bro. Them flock boys is crazy. Them Ravens. <sighs> I mean, the defense is scary, man. And if, if we've seen it time and time again, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have enough time in the pocket, similar to what they did to CJ Stroud, it does get uncomfortable, you know, he, Patrick Mahomes will scramble and, you know, try to make a play out of something. We've also seen him injure himself when he doesn't have enough time in the pocket, you know. Um, so, it's going to be tough, but I think if we play our game... Um, shout out to MVS making the catches when he need to make those catches yesterday. Yep, that, was, right. yo, I was like, this guy's catching catching passes. This is crazy. Like, what is going on? The synergy was amazing. Uh, we got to play our game though. We got we can't feed into the media. We can't do any of that. We got to play our game. Prepared, watch film, study all week, and and come out ready to play. You know the number one team in the AFC at this point
1: in the NFL, but um. <laughs> Real quick, who is your X factor for the Chiefs in this game? Who is your X factor for the Ravens?
0: It's gonna be Travis Kelsey's gonna be the X factor for the Chiefs in this game. I think he's gonna have to show up because it's gonna be hard to get the ground game going against these against against the Baltimore. So like, and if we do get the ground game going, that's when the field opens up for us, you know. But it's gonna be a tough task to have Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, you know, go for, you know, 50, 60 yards a piece, you know what I mean? Because realistically, that's what we would need about both of them to be at about, maybe Clyde was hilarious at about 30, 35, 40, but we would need Pacheco to be up there in like the 70, 75 range. And that's not an easy task. Um, and I'm sure it will be asked of him. Um, on the other side, I think Zay Flowers carving up the secondary is going to be an X factor because I mean, like you just mentioned, there was a couple a couple throws last night, um, and a couple times this season that the, the Chiefs we get burnt in the play action play in the play action game. Like once we once people get the ground game going on us with Baltimore can do, um, with either you know the running back or with Lamar, we we bite a lot on play action, and then we get burnt in the backfield, and it's not a good look. Um, so I think Day Flowers being able to you know make the right make the right. Uh, Run the right routes, make the right cuts, um, and be on the same synergy that him and Lamar have been on all season. Like this isn't something that we're asking them to just start doing out of nowhere. Uh, I think I, I, the receiving core on both sides, um, and then the running game on Baltimore side is gonna be is gonna be the X factor for for Baltimore. I think.
1: Shout to Cardi in the chat. Said Papa No Jack going to the jeweler for show. Show Liz, and um, listen, this is the number one versus the number
0: two defense, three defense? Um, Defense, yeah, I would say number two defense. Our defense showed out this year, for sure.
1: Um, You guys, this might be more of the defensive battle than people think it will be, and I don't know why people wouldn't, Obviously, because Lamar Jackson, who is the fifth player in NFL history to throw for two touchdowns and rush for two touchdowns in a playoff game uh, in NFL history. Obviously, there's explosion there. You just mentioned Zay Flowers. I was going to say, I think Odell Beckham Jr. might have a good game being an excellent Just being so that he's the veteran. He's been in this type of big game before. This is going to be a first for a lot of these people on the Ravens. uh, Most. You know what I'm saying? AFC championship. So uh I, I look to a guy like Odell Beckham being able to make you know the keep the guys calm, make the right play, get in this, you know, get a couple catches, big time catches or whatever. Um, uh, and then in in kansas city, I think, man, an X factor for Kansas City, like for me. I think Rashi Rice has to do another wild card weekend, facts type thing where it's like, who's stopping this guy? You know, but I don't know that they're going to be able to dink and dunk or like just kind of you know everybody getting touches. Like somebody's going to have to carry the load, whether it's Travis Kelsey or Rashi Rice. But uh, just to not you know say Travis Kelsey, he's the an easy answer because I think that Travis Kelsey's their X factor backbone game in and game out. You know what I mean? And so it's a fair answer. But it's a little outside of the box. I think Richie Rice knows that last week wasn't his, best, yesterday wasn't his best performance. He got a little banged up as well. And I'm sure he's excited to go on the road and bounce back versus, uh, versus Baltimore. So, yeah, I, I do think this is going to be more so more of a defensive game than people think, though. And the Ravens are built for that, you know? best rushing attack. Not to say Kansas City doesn't have a rushing attack or they, they aren't good there, but I mean, it's it's no match, you know, to to try to compare it to the Ravens rushing attack. So um, if the Ravens front seven can get some stops and get some sacks, pressure on the quarterback, that's what makes Mahomes uncomfortable. Obviously, he's he's good on, on the run and out of scramble and stuff like that, but just pressure, pressure, constant pressure one, bothers anybody, but two, it definitely uh, affects Mahomes' game so they look for that pressure and then on uh on offense they establish not even establish but just dominate the run they really got to dominate obviously chris jones being up front there <laughs> is no easy task but this is what you guys this is what you guys made your name off of and so we're in the biggest game of the season so far let's see it
0: thousand percent thousand percent and i mean it's fitting and this is the the, the the Chiefs' way is what I'll start to to coin it. Uh, we 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 were being talked about in the negative light earlier in the year. Obviously, you referenced the catches well, or, or the lack of catches, um, and you know the lack of firepower, and you know different Chiefs and things like that. And at this point, now that those things have kind of subsided, we're just not being talked about at all. It's just like. Like I'm, I'm watching ESPN today, and they're just talking about Josh Allen the entire time. They're not talking about how the Chiefs won. They're just talking about Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Ken Dorsey being fired. Uh, no talk about the Chiefs winning the game. Now it's Lamar Jackson. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. On his way to a second unanimous MVP. You know, AFC Championship. You know, this is Jack's Jack's year. Jack's game. Uh, you know. Cardi hit me this morning. It was like, yo, that wind might feel good last night, but it, it, you guys aren't going to make it past Baltimore. And I, you know, you, you, hey, my, you know my MO. I just hearted it. I said, yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know my MO. I'm just, I'm going to just heart it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Cardi. If you're still in the chat, still tapped in with <laughs> <laughs> us. Um, it's just fitting, man. It's fitting and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful time of the year. Beautiful time of the year. Um, Let's take it over to Santa Clara, man, because hell of a game. Hell of a game. The Packers put up a fight. Jordan Love and company came to play. There was times first quarter, third quarter that it looked like, yo, the Packers are about to go to the NFC championship game. And this is about to be a divisional championship game. Um, Obviously, it didn't end up that way. It didn't round up that way. The 49ers did pull off. A three point win, 24 21 in a windy, cold Santa Clara weather. June, did the Packers lose this game or did the 49ers win this game? It was a close one.
1: Did the 49ers have weather control? Because did it start pouring as soon as that last drive Uh. started for the Packers? Like it (laughs) it calmed down and then just started pouring. It got real windy and it felt like the writing was on the wall at that point. But I think. The f- I think the 49ers won this game. They put the Packers in a tough position to try to win. You know, they did what they had to do uh, in a back and forth big half. You know, their defense was giving it up and it wasn't looking good. Brock Purdy didn't have a great game. You know, he he did what he had to do and, and you can't be mad at it, uh, especially being as though they won. If, if I'm sure if they lost, we'd be talking about it in a different light. But, um, Listen, McCaffrey it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, what he else are you gonna it? say about him? McCaffrey really just took that game and, and said, "Listen, guys, if we want to go to the national championship, NFC championship, it's it's because of me. It's through me." And um, Green Bay, although you know they were able to make a lot of big plays, and Jordan Love had a phenomenal game. And if again, if we if they won this or he had that last minute drive. Uh, we would have been talking about it in a different light, and it wasn't a magnificent game statistically, like where he threw for 300 yards. I mean, that's a very, very, very tough defense over there. So, but he showed as a young quarterback he can make all the throws, big time moments, um, third down, and Aaron Jones as well. Aaron Jones was that veteran who who stepped up, you know, and had that run game going. It was it was back and forth, and it was anybody's game until it wasn't. McCaffrey went and took it, and that that throw, that errant throw that, you know, Jordan Love made at the end of the game, it's a it's a young quarterback mistake. First of all, you're throwing across your body. You're throwing to the middle of the field. Um, but, again, they were in a position right there where was it likely they'd come back and win this game? No, and that's because the 49ers went and won it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. The Niners took what, what was rightfully theirs. And again, I mean, I'm on record saying this: the Niners are on a revenge tour right now. Like this is, this is, <laughs> this is literally like a big, you know, two middle fingers up. Like this, we're on a revenge tour right now. Um, and Brock Purdy just, <sighs> poised, man. Hit, this kid makes the reads, looks cornerbacks and safeties off. Like he, hey, I do gotta say
1: though, Brock Purdy. He did get it. Uh, he got away with a couple of them throws, man. It was, should have been interceptions. A couple of them throws, he put them right in the pads of, of uh, Green Bay,
0: and they didn't want them. Darnell Savage. So, I love that you brought that because I was going to kind of pivot into that. Would you say that he's carrying the Niners or the Niners
1: are carrying him right now? No. I mean, the Niners are playing as a collective unit, and that's what, to me, the Niners have done. Since Kyle Shanahan became the head coach and really figured this thing out, they just haven't had a good enough quarterback to take them all the way. Not take them there, but actually win it. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl in 2019, 2020, but he he overthrew Sam Sanders. And I'm not, am I saying like a better quarterback makes that throw? I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. A better quarterback (laughs) makes that throw. A better quarterback does more things, though, that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do at the time, um, like things that Brock Purdy are able to do now. We saw that transition when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and Brock Purdy came in last year and things just kind of started to go up and the system started rolling a little smoother. You got a quarterback who's not going to just rip it across the whole field, but he can rip it and he understands the offense. So offense, defense, special teams, Under Kyle Shanahan, they've always been able to play together. They've always been kind of uh, well rounded at at all strengths. Um, And
0: all three phrases.
1: Yeah, like like that team right there, that's why they're so tough to beat. They just, and especially for Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay can't beat 49ers in the playoffs for goddamn. (laughs) Like KT Buffalo. I mean, uh, we let's be honest, like Aaron Rodgers is the Josh Allen before Josh Allen. Mm. But At the same time, it's not to say he's not great. It's not to say he's not a Hall of Famer. It's not to say, hey, listen, bro. Who did Aaron Rodgers have to play? A tough, 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 tough defense over there. Tough defense. We're talking from Patrick Willis and them boys, you know what I'm saying, to Fred Warner and them boys. He played through all of them and can't do it. And so Brock Purdy, It's it's right here. It's right here. It's right here and y'all got Detroit if you were to tell me at the beginning of this season EP That the NFC championship was gonna come down to Detroit and San Francisco in San Francisco. You would like the 49ers fans would rejoice Rejoice and obviously September is a long way from January things have changed teams have gotten way better The other teams have bottomed out and the Lions are the team that progressed up and stayed up all season with one of the best head coaches in the league, one of the better running attacks in the league, and um known for their physicality and their, their tough play. But it's Detroit. Let's 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 remember that. And this is no disrespect to any Detroit fan, the Detroit franchise itself. I don't see it this way because I think Detroit is gonna win. I'm not just see what I'm trying to say with, with all this. I'm just setting the stage. I think Detroit's going to win. However, it's Detroit. You ha- Everybody looks at Detroit with the stigma of when you hear Detroit Lions, you think 0 oh, 16. You think Dan Orlowski running out the back of the end zone. You think Stafford. <laughs> you think Calvin Johnson. You think, uh, what else? Uh, I mean, you might you think, think about Brent Grimes interception versus Calvin Johnson with the Dolphins. Like, that's the shit I think about when I hear Detroit. I don't think about. NFC champion, NFC North champion, uh, uh, beat Packers, uh, uh, compete with 49ers. That's not what comes to mind. So this is an opportunity that the 49ers must take advantage of. And I'm not saying it's not a good team over there. I promise you that. Detroit is here for a reason. However, the 49ers have been at this experiment for too long. For too long and it's like it's like the CJ Stroud Lamar Jackson thing Where at the end of this game, Kyle Shanahan should be going up to Dan Campbell like listen, bro Y'all finna be there y'all finna y'all finna run this uh... thing. But right now I've been working on this my whole motherfucking life dog And Brock Purdy looks to be the part We got one more but fuck that Ravens defense or fuck Patrick Mahomes man And that's gonna be the reality of the situation even if hypothetically speaking San Francisco comes out victorious they are going to have to play the best defense in the league or Patrick Mahomes
0: <laughs> yo you put it that way that's God, crazy It's
1: like fuck dog let's think about Detroit let's talk about Detroit let's, let's, when we get a time when we get a time when we get a time and <sighs> you know that's how i see that's how i see the NFC championship but that's the
0: if we yeah. want to, you know what i'm saying and older heads might 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 when you when you say Detroit, they might think about you know Barry Sanders retiring before you know he you know just yeah. running running Barry Sanders into the that
1: ground. on Prime Barry. Shout out to Barry. I was watching it. Um, I gotta finish
0: it actually. Here,
1: but um, yeah. So listen, that run game over there. If they can just continue to do what they've done all season on the best defenses they've played and run that ball, Detroit run that ball, because. What they were able to do for the Lions, I don't want to talk too much about that NFC Championship. Let's talk about the Lions-Bucks uh, game. That was a thousand percent. A thousand and percent. So, you know, running a ball for 115 yards, that's what we need. That's what we need versus that 49ers defense. You need to kill the clock and not let Brock Purdy take these drives and Christian McCaffrey try to run that ball down the field. Jared Goff, Just stick to what you do. You're a number one pick for a reason. And I've said this, like Jared Goff, I've never been like on the hype train of Jared Goff. I don't just always talk highly of Jared Goff. But Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback and he's never been a bad quarterback. He's a number one draft pick for a reason. He's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the smarter quarterbacks in the league. And he's one of the more uh, responsible. Like there was a stretch and I know that there was a stretch this season where he was turning the ball over and it looked like the Lions were kind of not going to figure things out. It happens. You know, it's a long season. Typically, Jared Goff is going to take care of the ball. Typically, he's not going to put the team under horrible pressure due to poor, you know, decision-making. A lot of strip sack fumbles he had this year. That's not poor decision-making. But, um, <laughs> and then Amon Ross St. Brown, right? He's your he's your ex for a reason. Obviously, you got Sam LaPorta down there and, and he's going to have an impact on the game. But Amon Ross St. Brown in that running game, it has to work. It just has to work. So uh, the Lions OC has some, some things to figure out. They're going to look at what uh, Jordan love was able to capitalize on last week and try to see how they can kind of 2.0 that with a more mature quarterback, a better run game. Um, that's, that's how I see that you know formulated. but it wasn't impressive. It was an impressive performance from Jared Goff, and from David Montgomery, or
0: Jameer Gibbs, excuse me, rather. Yeah, listen, I said the show was going to go into Ford Field and have, you know, the ride of their life, and uh, that did not happen at all. Dan Campbell, in their season of Hard Knocks, told his team, I need you to trust me. After he said, yo, we putting pads on today, and it was like the second day of OTAs, and they were like, what he's like yeah yeah we are putting pads on because i need you guys to be prepared I, that. I need you guys to be as prepared as possible and no he said it, he says, i know this is fucked up i know you're not supposed to be putting pads on no not supposed to be having no contact right now but fuck all that we need to be as prepared as possible and i need you guys to trust me he penned the word grit grit is what we need and i don't think that anybody I, no one else. Anyone? Any team in the league can out tough the Lions at this point. Like they are the toughest team in the league at this point. Like yeah, indeed. and got up
1: to uh, Frank Ragnall getting hurt, rolled up on, and not coming out of the game, staying in there. Big play, and then and then staying in there on a on a on a goal to go situation, and getting thrown around, and you know that that running back right behind you pushing him in the end zone, getting rolled up on again, staying in the game again. I mean. Frank Ragno, he's been there for some time. He knows what this means to Detroit. Ain't no quitting that team, bro. Like you said, that is the toughest team left. And even if it, we were talking about all thirty-two, they're arguably the toughest of the thirty-two.
0: A thousand percent. And now they're playing in the NFC Championship game. Like, if that's not a testament to to, I need you to trust me. And then the players putting all their trust in this man you know i don't know what else i don't know what other definition of trust there is because he told them look i'm taking you guys to a place that you've never been before and i know it sounds crazy and my methods might be a little out there i know i'm a little you know quirky at times and weird at other times and very very fucking passionate at other times but i know what i'm doing (laughs) and i may not have done it before either necessarily you know, but I, I know that I know what I'm doing and I need you to trust me in the team buy Again, we're in the NFC championship game. What else could you want? You know, what else could you want? Yeah. You go, you the chat's chilling today. I know Cardi's still in here right now because I see I see the view is the chat's chilling today. There's not many people tapped in with us on uh on this lovely monday yo no football no monday no this is kind of you know it's a little weird football get <laughs> used know? to it bro you no football me? on saturdays because oh, uh, basketball's tipping off like it's uh we're getting into those dark days of spring before uh before spring training and stuff uh is it april yet is what me and uh me and LRMP keep uh, keep asking ourselves. <laughs> is it April yet? <laughs> is it April yet? But nah, because it ain't even February. We got to get through a very, very tedious, arduous, again, man, it's going to come down to mental fortitude. I keep saying this. Do you have the mental fortitude to go and take what is, you know, what is rightfully yours and what the world has bestowed and placed? At your fingertips. It's one game away. You're 60 minutes away. 60 minutes away from playing in the biggest game known to sports. Can you tap in for 60 more minutes? And then you know what? Do it again. <laughs> do it again. What does Elvis say? Do it till you get it right and then do it again.
1: Yes, Shout sir. out to that
0: boy, Elvis, man. I
1: need 60
0: more minutes. <laughs> You got uh, you got anything else before we uh before we actually get get up out of here
1: Um, no, nah. I put on this hockey today because I'm going to see the Long Islanders fire the New York Islanders uh Played the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. So fire. That'll be interesting, My first hockey game up here. So I've done baseball so far. I've done basketball. I've done football And now I'm doing hockey So shout out to the garden shout out to Barclays Thousand life, shout out to uh, UBS Arena. I will be in attendance, God willing, and um, it'll be a it'll be a pleasure to have gone to, uh, I guess, all four of the major,
0: you know, uh,
1: sports venues up here in New York.
0: Yeah, shout out to Cardi still in the chat said Australian Open is going on right now. The Australian Open is right, indeed bro. going on right now. I'm
1: not gonna lie, yo. I'm not trying to sound like a hater, or nothing like that, but. I put on ESPN like typically right before bed because right now, (laughs) like I'll edit the pod. I'm about to get listen, man, I'm about to get on this this damn this game. I'm about to get on a PlayStation. I'm about to chilling. And I don't see this is where I could be catching up on the wire or something, and I'm not, but that's another story. But I was like, I'll go on ESPN. When I turn the game off, I want to wind down real quick. I'm just trying to catch up with the day, watch some highlights, see some hoops. All there is on the app is straight Australian <laughs> Open. No other choice for anything. I'm like, geez, boy. I better – right, let's see if we get a good
0: match here. <laughs> Yo. Nah, word. I'll straight open this up for all my tennis folks. I'm not the biggest tennis fan. I do appreciate the things that they do.
1: Um, Shout out to Coco Golf, man.
0: Facts. Big facts. And shout out to Cardi. And big facts. Shout out to Cardi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this was the Monday night ATS divisional round recap. We will be back Thursday for the conference championship preview. We will see you Thursday night. If you tapped into us on the live tonight, we appreciate you. Could have been anywhere in the world on this beautiful Monday evening, maybe even afternoon. Maybe you're, you know, on the other side of the world. Shout out to my maybe boy. Maybe you're young-
1: in Australia.
0: Yeah, maybe you're in Australia. Maybe you're my, you know, young boy Ashley in uh in South Africa watching. You know, the day after. Um, we appreciate you. you. Could have been anywhere, but you were here with us. If you're tapped in on all streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it don't matter. We appreciate you taking time out of your uh, your beautiful twenty four hours to spend with us. We'll see you guys on Thursday.